Hey, Sarah Beth. Hey, Carrie. What's the worst thing in the world? Running out of chocolate. Uh, okay, what's the second worst thing in the world? Oh, running out of sweet romance books. That's right. Welcome to the Sweet Romance Podcast. I'm Carrie Monet. And I'm Sarah Beth Schneider. We are here to bring you the best of clean and wholesome romance so you never run out of great books to read. Can't help you with the chocolate, though. On this episode, we interview Anna Conwell, and y'all do not want to miss this. We had such a great discussion about her books, how she writes with such emotional depth, and how much she loves the sweet romance community. Anna is the author of the Sweet Peach series and the But He's a Carter Brother series. She also has a sports romance series, the first of which, The Golden Goal, just released a few days ago. Anna's books will melt you into a puddle with her amazing love stories and the emotional depth while making you laugh out loud at the banter and friendships. Take a listen and enjoy our discussion with Anna Conwell. So I first found Anna Conwell's books earlier this year. I actually started with One Last Play, which was the last book of the Sweet Peach series. My dad was a sports writer when I was growing up, so I really connected with the Southern football plot line, and I got hooked on MJ and Sebastian's story really quickly. I was so excited to start reading um, about her brothers in their series. So Anna's writing is so fun and witty, but she's also really smart with what how she chooses to put words together. Um, some of her metaphors just really stick with me, and I'm an editor, so obviously I'm going to notice those things, but I've always been really impressed by that. Um, something kind of random is that Anna and I both live in Alabama and I creepily know from Instagram that we're both Alabama fans. So roll tide. (laughs) Yes, roll tide. Roll tide. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Oh, I'm kind of, uh, this is a pun, but an open book (laughs) with my (laughs) readers. And so I don't know that much would surprise them. My go-to fun fact is that, uh, my favorite animal are sharks, <laughs> all oh. kinds, but you know, the more vicious, the better, in my opinion. <laughs> it's quite I grew different up... from sweet romance, you know, yes. sharks, sweet romance. Okay. <laughs> I grew up uh, watching Shark Week and I used to want to be a marine biologist when I was younger. So I still have a passion for them. I think they're a little misunderstood, kind of like a good grump in a yes. <laughs> grumpy sunshine romance. <laughs> I love that. So what, you know, how did you make the decision between, you know, being a marine biologist and being a sweet romance author? (laughs) Yeah, I went through a lot of phases over the course of my life. I felt like for a long time, I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. And um, I was actually in college and I was going to go into advertising at the time. And I had a meeting with my one of my English professors and he told me he's like you that's not meant for you he said you do whatever you want but I think you need something more creative more based around writing and so that night I think the night before I transferred to a bigger university I um, switched my major to English literature (laughs) and I've kind of never looked back from that Uh, I didn't know that it was going to lead to being a romance author at the time, uh, even though I was writing some off and on. But yeah, that's kind of how I, that's my background. I have an English literature degree and then I switched more into the creative writing aspect on my own. 
That's awesome. So what led to you actually making the switch to writing Sweet Romance? Um, well, I've always, I've always been a writer. I've been writing since I was 11 years old, always romance. I've been a hopeless romantic my whole life. And I've always been um, attached to those kinds of storylines. And I found myself uh, just starting to write my own. I started with writing Christian college romance as an adult. Um, when I was younger, I wrote a bunch of different things, but I wrote that on a online platform called Wattpad and it picked up traction. I got a lot of readers and which was really surprising because it was basically a first draft. And Sarah Beth as an editor, you know, that first draft, <laughs> um, they are not always the best. So I was really surprised but people really liked it and I connected with a few other authors and then I finally decided, you know what, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to write a book from start to finish, which was the love audit, the first uh, book on my stack up there. And I'm going to go and try self-publishing because as I was in this community online, I found uh, indie authors, which I didn't even know were really a thing uh, mm -hmm. until I was on bookstagram for a little while and I fell in love with their writing. And I thought, well, if they can do it, maybe I can do it too. And I did a bunch of research and joined every Facebook group possible <laughs> and all of those kinds of things. And just the love audit came to be and I wrote it and then hired an editor and a cover designer. And, and I've been doing this ever since. Oh, my gosh. So the love audit was your first indie book. Yes, yes. Oh, I love that. So you're a voracious reader's dream because you produce books so quickly. How do you get these stories written and ready so fast? I've gotten that question a lot more recently, and I'm trying to formulate an answer that would seem helpful for anyone. <laughs> but really, I think I, I naturally read faster. I Growing up, I've been reading uh, since a young age, and I read really fast growing up. And so I think that lends well to writing uh, some, but I feel like the stories just live in my head and they need to be on paper. Mm -hmm. And I set these deadlines for myself that sometimes get a bit stressful, but I just book with my editor and then I tell myself I need to meet it. <laughs> and I said, try to sit down and write every you know weekday is what I try to do as a chapter a day if I can and I I just do it. <laughs> I wish I had a secret to give the world, but it's just my method that works in my brain, I guess. That's awesome. I think that's amazing. So a lot of your, well, so far, all of your books have been part of a series. So when you're thinking through your stories, like plotting them, particularly to make those connections with other books that are to follow, what's kind of your process for that, for planning things out, especially knowing they'll be part of a series? Well, so with the Sweet Peach series, my first series, it is based around four roommates. And then there's a novella that came to be because someone asked me about these two characters in the love audit. And I hadn't planned for them to be together, but they thought that they would be cute together. So that's how Brad and Zara's story came to be with a novella. But for the love, for the Sweet Peach series, I mean, I knew that I wanted these four roommates. So I thought through their stories ahead of time. That way I could set things up in the love audit so people would know, you know, for the next book you had Grace and Wyatt and they they needed to be introduced in the love audit because theirs was a second chance romance. And then 
in the first taste, you have Sophie and Bennett who are best friends. So of course, Bennett should appear in the first book. And so I kind of, I was figuring it out when I was writing The Love Bot. I had never written a manuscript with the intention of publishing before. And so I was just kind of fumbling my way through this and it ended up working out as I found the characters as I went. And uh, so I I thought through those storylines more, but when it came to the Carter brothers, I introduced them sort of as a joke in the love audit. <laughs> so if you read it, there's a line from NJ and she said she lists off the careers of her brothers. Mm-hmm. And it's just as a sort of threat to these guys who are they're going to get on a boat with. And she just says like, oh, my brother's a police officer and this one's in the CIA <laughs> and this one. And I just thought that was a funny thing for her to have grown up with brothers and she's sort of this very independent sort of grumpy character mm-hmm. and then over time I was thinking oh what am I going to do next and it ended up that MJ's book was the last one and so it felt right to go with the Carter brothers and then in and people were already asking me about them even though I barely talked about them through the other books oh uh, so once I got to one last play I started throwing in their characters and introducing them and then definitely in one last play everyone really wanted to meet the Carter brothers in their own books and so it kind of I kind of just stumbled upon it for this specific crossover series I oh my gosh I just love I love audit for that reason each one of the characters you could tell was their own person. They weren't just stock characters you threw in there to kind of fill it in. Each one had their own thing going on. They were real characters. And I have to say, the other thing, like, I love the audiobook because of the accents. You had real Southerners on there. Like, you could just tell these people were not putting on an accent. Drank it up. It was delicious, like hot cocoa. So, like, Talk about that. How did you find the right actors for your audiobook? And did you do any coaching? Like, I want it to be a Georgia accent. Or were you just kind of, did you just kind of get lucky finding them? So it's funny. I don't know about the male narrator because I, I communicate through my female narrator. But she's uh-huh. not from the South. <laughs> so, you are kidding me. Yeah. <laughs> so we actually, she reached out to me. Uh, earlier on in the Sweet Peach series before it was complete saying that she was a narrator and she worked uh, with a male narrator and that they could do my books and I wasn't ready at the time but late, once the Sweet Peach series was finished I thought well maybe it's time to branch out into audio and I reached back out to her after I had talked with some other people and companies and she gave me her rate and I thought well let's just let's do a sample and see what happens you know and she did the sample. And the first one, um, I think she would be okay with me saying this, was just not good <laughs> because she went so strong with it. And I told her to do that. I was like, give me the yeah. strongest Southern accent you've got. I want to see what's our baseline. And it was way too strong. And I thought people are not going to want to listen to this for eight hours. <laughs> yeah. It would just be too much. Yes. And so she pulled back <laughs> a lot. And we just decided on certain vowels and uh that she would emphasize those. And then for Andy, my male narrator, he kind of dropped like the G on some words, like darling, stuff like that here and there. And so it helped bring it 
bring it into this Southern Georgia setting without being so emphasized because I didn't grow up in Alabama. I grew up in Florida, but my husband has been in Alabama his whole life. And one of his pet peeves is um, Southern characters in movies that don't sound Southern. And so we went through a whole process of he listened to it with me and we just talked through the best way to convey the place that we were in and not ignore it but not make it so strong that people couldn't enjoy the book. I love that. So which character that you've written do you identify with most and why? Like who is, and who is the most fun character you've written so far and why? So two questions at once. Okay. So the most, the one that I identify with the most is probably Charlotte or Lottie from the love audit. I think second to that would be Juliet from, but he's my grumpy neighbor they're very similar to me in certain ways. Um, I used to say that if you mixed Charlotte's uh, love of pink, if you follow me, you know that I love pink. I have a lot of pink things on my desk and everything. Um, and her sunshininess with Grace from my second book, One More Song's more introverted and bookish nature than you would make me. <laughs> and so I feel like... Um, I've talked about this before, but the love audit was sort of a love letter to my husband and our relationship and dynamic. And so Callum is is exactly him. <laughs> and Aww. I am very much a Charlotte, but she's more extroverted than me. So that's pretty much the only difference. Um, and then for the most fun is definitely Grayson Carter. Uh, his book hasn't even happened yet, <laughs> but he is the reader favorite. I haven't met anyone who knows of Grayson and isn't in love with his character. He's just this golden retriever, sunshine type of guy. And he is so dramatic and over the top and kind of sassy for a guy (laughs) as well. And I just, every scene that he's in is so easy for me to write. And I'm hoping that that's the case for his book when it comes up, because I would really enjoy to have a really easy uh, writing process for him. I'm a little bit worried because his character is so built up that everyone loves him. All the pressure. Yes. (laughs) So to write a whole book for him, I think is going to be interesting because he's, he's never off. He is always on. He's, he's always got a line (laughs) to say. You're going to have to run all your major decisions past your readers just to make sure. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Well, along those lines, I mean, you write with such emotional depth, like your stories really take readers on an emotional journey, Um, especially I feel like the Carter Brothers series has been hit some really heavy topics. So what kind of toll does that take on you as you write? Um, Like, how do you kind of recover, so to speak, from writing with such emotional intensity? Um, I think that for me, some of the stories are closer to me than others. Uh, so some of them I've written from my own experiences, uh, and I, I have to manage that. Sometimes I'll be writing and like, oh, I'm going through, this is healing me as I'm writing it. And so I sort of have to view it as a part of my healing journey. The ability to write about it has helped me a lot. And then in other cases, I'm writing people who are really close to me. Like, for example, uh, and, but he's my one regret. My, uncle and a lot of my family members work in uh, law enforcement and even the military, things like that, where jobs that require huge emotional sacrifice on top of 
physical sacrifice as well. And that was really emotional for me to write because I had to acknowledge those things that they were going through and things that I didn't even realize until I started asking questions. And so I think that in some ways, the writing process itself is more healing than it does take a toll on me. But there has been some times where I just have to sit back and be like, okay, that just happened. <laughs> um, because I don't plot things either. So sometimes I'll be finding things along the way and they'll surprise me as much as they'd probably surprise the reader. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's definitely been times where I'll cry when I'm writing books, but it's not always at the parts that I would expect either. So it's it's just a, a journey, but there's not really a specific process for me. I think each book is really different in that way. As I said before, there's some that I've connected to personally, like things I experienced in my childhood or uh, like, for example, with Charlotte, she talks about body image in one of the scenes and all of the friends kind of come together and address that. And that was really important to me. I wanted to write a character that or actually multiple characters that struggle with things, but it's not their entire identity. Because mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like sometimes, especially when it comes to body image, we reduce the character to their problem mm-hmm. or to their view of themselves instead of letting them be a whole person. And this is just a part of what they deal with. And so I really wanted to make a character or a bunch of characters that felt real and they had to have real problems to do that. And some of them struggled with more intense issues than others, like with Juliet struggling with abuse or uh, even Grace struggling with abandonment from her dad in one more song. And so I had to touch on those hard things because we live in a world that's not all, you know, sunshine and rainbows. And so I wanted to do that, but still have the hope and the lightheartedness of a rom-com. I didn't want to lean into this angsty romance. I just, I wanted to have both. And I feel like I found a, a balance with that. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, I definitely feel like it's really important to represent a lot of different people. I've tried to stick around things that at least people I know have gone through because I don't want to write about an experience that I'm so unfamiliar with that I don't do it justice. Mm-hmm. So I've tried mm-hmm. to manage that as I go throughout all of these different books. Yeah, I I think you've handled it really well because that's one thing I appreciate about your stories that you get the the weight of real life issues, but also the fun that you want from a sweet romance novel in a lot of ways. So mm-hmm. I feel like you navigate that in a really impressive way. Um, so good work. <laughs> Thank um, you. You've shared on Instagram that you have a sports series in the works with the first book releasing this month, January 2024. Um, There is just something about sports romance right now. Um, Is there any scoop you can give us about this book or this series or what excites you about this book in particular? What should readers be looking forward to? Yeah, so I am going to keep it, even though this will be out already, so people will know, I'm going to keep it a little bit vague just because I'm excited to share with everyone but especially you guys as well (laughs) because you're readers too so that's fun but I will say that um, this series is going to be multiple sports so it's not just one sport uh, which I'm excited to do because I haven't seen in sweet and clean romance that be done before 
it's usually surrounding a team, which I really love. Don't get me wrong. But I just couldn't decide on one sport. (laughs) So I'm really excited to do that. And this series is completely, for now, it's completely removed from the Sweet Peach and the Carter Brothers world. It actually takes place in Alabama, this first book. But the books will kind of bounce around the southeast. Um, So I'm... I'm really excited for that, to have a different world to play with and different characters. There may be some minor connections along the way, because I never, I don't want to ever say there won't be. (laughs) Um, I know a lot of people expected it to be the uh, Thrasher's University from One Last Play and and also The First Taste, but I'm not doing college romance, so it is still... um, it, I would say it's new adult mm-hmm. uh, age frame or age range. So I'm really, I'm really excited about it. I'm excited to play with some new tropes that I've never done before. And yeah, I just, I'm loving it. I'm loving the secret keeping that I've been trying to do. <laughs> and I'm planning some pretty big announcements and uh, giveaways and I'm doing all sorts of things surrounding it. So it's just it's been really exciting to do something new. And I uh, since marrying my husband, I've become rather intrigued with the sports world. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to write all of the different ones. And he's been able to help me, thankfully. That's another thing is <laughs> I I didn't want to write a sports romance where there wasn't sports. And so I I've read sports romance like that in the past. And I'm really passionate about having the actual sport be in there. Because mm-hmm. the people who play these sports, like their lives are kind of consumed by it, especially at the professional level. So that's oh, yeah. what I wanted to accomplish. But I'm I'm just I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be a fun series, something new. The books, uh, this first book so far has been really fun to write. There's a lot of banter. It is enemies to lovers. So I haven't written that in a while. And I'm really excited to write it for this one. I'm so excited. That's so great. So what's your release date? And are you dropping it to audio right away? And if so, what platforms are you using? So uh, the release date is January 4th. And I am not doing audio right away uh, because I'm doing my audio not with a company, but just with my narrators and I'm managing it myself. We're taking it slow, and so we're still moving through the Sweet Peach series, and I'm not sure where I'm going to go with the next few series in the future. Uh, So it's not going to be on audio right away, but it will be on Amazon and Kindle Unlimited right away. Oh, great. I love that. Okay, well, listeners, please flood Anna's inbox and tell her how much you want it on audio. Just for me, please do me that favor. <laughs> um, so, Anna, what do you love about the Sweet Romance community? Oh, so many things. I I love that it really does feel like a community. And once you get to know a lot of the names in it, you really feel at home there and I struggled when I first started writing with wondering if anyone would want to read Sweet Romance Mm -hmm. and because I I grew up reading a lot of 
like YA fantasy, things like that. And so I didn't read in the sweet romance genre very much before I stumbled upon it. <laughs> and so when I finally found it and realized, oh, there's a whole, not just a whole genre, but a whole community of people who read and write these books, it was really wonderful for me because that was the kind of content that I prefer. And so once I found that, I just I just love it so much. And I especially love being an indie author because I feel really close to my readers. Mm -hmm. uh, we have like I do a live uh, video chat every Thursday morning and a lot of them get on with me. And then we have buddy reads that we do that a few friends of mine host. And it's just it feels like a real community. And I've made what I hope will be lifelong friends through this community, so. Yeah, I love that. Oh, I love that. So what sweet romance book should we read after yours? The first one that comes to mind who I think is severely underrated is Jenny Carrick. And she writes closed doors. So some of hers are more heated than mine, if you, as a reference, but mm -hmm. they're still uh, closed door and she marks hers very clearly so you can read all of them but uh, I'm a big Grumpy Sunshine fan and her book Say the Words uh, has one of the best grumps that I've ever read <laughs> I always list him as my favorite <laughs> amongst other people's books for sure so I really love hers and Dulcie Dameron is a really great author she's uh, she wrote one called Sign Me Up and the main male character is deaf and so I thought that that was great representation. And then another one of my friends, Amanda Schimler, she writes royal romance. So I just read her latest manuscript and it's going to come out in March, I believe. And I wish it was coming out sooner for everyone. <laughs> Those are the ones I'd recommend, but I could write a mile long list yeah. of people. <laughs> it's always hard too, because I feel like as readers, our TBR pile is, you know, always expanding. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining us. It has been such a joy to talk to you and hear more about your books and um, listeners. If you've not read Anna's books, you really need to check them out. Um, like I said, I started with the end of a series and I got hooked. So I've, I've read almost everything you've written at this point. I'm a huge fan, but um, we, we love Anna's books and we know that our listeners will too. Thank you so much. It was so fun to to be on and chat all things books. Yes. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, us. Anna. It's been so much fun. It was so great to talk to Anna. I loved learning about her process. I'm so impressed at how intentional she is with each character. And I loved hearing how much she loves the sweet romance community. We are all about building this community up, and I'm so glad that Anna's part of it. You know I'm a huge audiobook fan, so I'm going to try not to pester Anna to get her new book recorded as soon as possible, but I make no promises. The ebook is downloading on my Kindle as we speak. Y'all be sure to check out Anna's books. You won't regret it. Thanks for joining us on the Sweet Romance Podcast. Here's a shameless plug for my own sweet romance at carriemonet.com. Right now, you can get the audio edition of The Do's and Don'ts of Dating a Doppelganger for just $5. Yes, go read it. I might be biased because I edited it, but it's practically perfect. Get your own sweet romance polished to perfection by contacting Sarah Beth at svediting.com. 
And come find us on Instagram for bonus content and more book recommendations. Now you can get back to reading. And so can we. We'll be right back. 